in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. But attain our journey of the Great Land, restore me. And today is our fourth episode of our series. And our subtitle is, He is not the author of confusion. But let me remind you at the beginning with the verse that we are following. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself. You have chastised me and I was chastised like an untrained bull. Restore me and I will return for you are the Lord my God. I believe that when we raise our heart at the beginning seeking a full restoration. I am not here to listen to a sermon just a sermon or listen to a liturgy or attend the liturgy. I am in the presence of the Holy Trinity to receive the newness of life through the work of the Holy Spirit to be Christ-like. In the past three weeks, we share these three messages. We said at the beginning, in the first week of the Lent, that I need to set my mind on things above. If I am able to put my mind on heavenly things, then the journey of the restoration is going to start. The second week we spoke about how Jesus in his temptation was defeating the enemy, restoring our kinghood through the word of God, especially from the book of Deuteronomy. And last week we spoke about those who are Christ. The prodigal son has one problem, or one major problem. He wanted to do what he wants to do. It's not a matter of obedience, it's I'm obeying my own self. And we found out that we have only two options, either to be Christ or not Christ. Either obedient to Him or following our own passions and desires. And today our first one is, He is not the author of confusion. To think of confusion in a way or another, we think of the image of Christ. In one of the prayers of our liturgy of baptism, we say that we pray that the Holy Spirit is going to imprint the image of Christ in the mind and the heart of the person who is going to be baptized. And then the battle will start. So I am, for example, in a miserable situation and I feel that God doesn't see what I am suffering from. So I omit the eyes. Christ has no eyes for me. Or the God I am worshipping has no eyes. And then I prayed for him for a while because someone was sick or in a trouble and this person died or not healed. So I see that he has no ears. And then I am reading my Bible and no one is talking to me. Just dull words. So he has no mouth to speak with. And then I was distressed emotionally. And I was in need for his hand to help me, and I couldn't see it, so I took off the hand. And then he is not feeling my feelings, and I took off his heart, and ends up, he is not thinking of me at all. So I took off the top of his head, and finally this is the God I am worshipping. So our message this morning, am I so confused? And I have a such distorted God that I am worshipping or I need to f- receive a full restoration to feel the full image once more. In First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33, St. Paul was telling us, For God is not the author of confusion. If I am confused this morning, then this is my message. This is my turn to be restored in this way. I would like to restore the image of God in my mind. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. In each church, in the presence of the Holy Trinity, it's a time of restoring the image of God. 
The Samaritan woman said this word to the Lord today to show, to show us her confusion in a way or another. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is a place where one ought to worship. Even there's a confusion about the place to worship, the way I have to worship. And the Lord was telling her, it's time to worship in, the, in spirit and truth. So if the journey today, the Lord is telling me, if you have raised up your mind on things above, and you accept to have your own new language, is the language of the word of God, as understood by the church and explained by the church. And if you choose to be Christ, but still you are confused for a reason or another, and we discuss it in a minute. It's time to tell him in this liturgy, I am seeking your Holy Spirit to restore this part which is distorted in my life. St. John Chrysostom commenting on this verse, he was saying he does not show preference to any place, but focuses on one's intention. So it's not a matter how much distortion you have this morning, the way you worship or the way you portray God, it's what is your intention. Are you seeking a real healing this morning, a real restoration? Then he is going to work with you. The woman went home and she preached that now I, I know how to worship and where to worship, and whom I am going to worship. And it's only through in, the, in spirit and truth. In the Lord's Prayer we say, I'm sure we repeat it many times during the day, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. If this is my belief, that He is the controller of heaven, He is also the controller of earth. But unfortunately, sometimes because of my own personal circumstances, I see it, it is not the same. He can control heaven, he can control orbits and galaxies, but my life is not under his control. But we are telling him, your kingdom come, your will be done, your will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think of this, that there is a distortion if I can believe that he is able to control, he is the Pantocrator, the Almighty, to control my life for my goodness when I seek his will. In Isaiah, Isaiah was amazed and was wondering at the same time, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God? The creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So don't say he is not there. Don't say he is not seeing me. He is not feeling my troubles. He is there and he is above your imaginations. His understanding is unsearchable. Let me share with you in a few minutes the sources of distortions and how to heal this distortion. Whether it's about God, or about church, or about the, the portrait of the image of God in my mind. The first source of distortion is our inner experience. It causes such distortions. I'm sure every one of us has encountered something within himself, with his friends, with his family members, and he feels that God is not there. Or God is banishing me. There's a big difference between God is banishing or God is disciplining someone, or God has made a rule or a law, and you break the law and you are under it. If someone now is saying that God is killing people who are throwing themselves from the tenth floor, God created the law of gravity. But if you misuse it, then you are under this law. It's not God who is killing you. He cautioned you many times, don't throw yourself. Don't do this in this way many times and now the question for you and me 
Why are you blaming God? Because of your own personal experience that you choose the wrong path. You choose a sinful way. And now you are blaming God that He is allowing His rule, His law to be applied in your life. So there is a big difference between seeing God as a source of suffering and seeing God instituting laws and you choose to be in it or against it. By ignoring it, you are still under this law. That's why in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, he was telling us, Moses, I said before you life and this, cursing and blessing. So choose life that you and your children may live. So if you're distortion now, because if you honor your own personal experience, you blame God. God is not the author of punishment. God is not the author of anything bad. But God making rules, and these rules, when we respect them, are under the full protection of God Himself. We will break them, we choose for ourselves destructions. The second source of distortion is the family as a cause of distortion. Definitely, in most, of, okay, more, most occasions, it's not intentionally. When parents are trying to discipline their children, sometimes they portray an, a very ugly image of God. That He's going to throw them into fire because you are not listening or not doing this and that. So if I have this wrong teaching at my early days, the Lord is telling me it wasn't intentional. Sometimes intentionally parents cause such harm, but again not feeling that this word will affect my child or my son or my daughter for their all their life. And again it's a time to tell him, Lord, I am here to receive a healing. Open my eyes to see the beauty of your word and the reality of your law that has been made for my own protection. Lastly, the church. If I used to attend in a church that the teaching was not proper, was not real orthodox teaching, then I am distorted again because of a Sunday school teacher or someone who taught me something wrong that distorted the image of God. But the Lord is always giving us sources of healing as well. Every single sacrament in the church and every single means of grace in the church is a source for my healing and we, have, we don't have any other sources so first of all to seek healing sit with yourself and explore it where is my own personal distortion is it because of my own personal experience is it because of the way I was brought up or a certain teaching I received in the church at one point and then maybe you need to read more about it and maybe you need to pray about it or to consecrate the next week of your fast for it. Lord, restore it in me. The second thing is examine the role of God with a sign in your family of origin and look at any similarities between your description of God and your descriptions of your parents and other important people in your life. In many occasions we are distorted because those who are taught us that God is good, they didn't show us His goodness. You told us that God is loving, but He didn't show us this loving. God is forgiving, but they never forgive each other or forgive us. So, find out the distortion that you adopted from your own family. And thirdly, which is very important, seek support from a spiritual mentor or your spiritual father of confession. Which is sometimes very hard for many, unfortunately. Because I feel, if I'm not humble enough, I will never do it. I'm encouraging you, even in this land, Part of our restoration say, I need, I need your help. I need the help of the members of the body. I need the help of my spiritual father or my spiritual mentor. 
Without this humility, this humility, you will never be advanced in your way. And finally, seek the proper and full teaching of the scriptures about God as understood by the church. It's not how you understood your scriptures. Why? Sometimes you are tending to find the harsh verses that encourage you that your belief is right. So it is fearful to stand before the just judge. Yes, St. Paul said this in Hebrews. But it is the only verse about God. It is fearful to stand before him. Take the whole image. So when you seek even verses to tell you that you are under the punishment or under the curse of God, it doesn't help you at all. You need to understand the whole scriptures and to see yourself properly in it. Two important notes at the end. When we are taught wrong, we have wrong expectation and we blaspheme against him. If someone is saying me, if you pray, all your prayers are going to be, to be answered as you pray them. Yes, I'm praying now for someone who is sick. And now this person died. Then God is not there. The, the idea imposed in my mind that whatever you are going to pray, it means God is going to do the best for this person. He's not going to listen to you by obeying you. Because he loves this person more than you. The second thing is when we are taught wrong, we pray wrong, and we are disappointed and saying he did not listen. The same thing. I'm praying for a certain problem in my life, or in the life of a friend, or whoever he is. And then I'm disappointed because he did not do what I want him to do. Again, I'm doing the best according to the repented hearts of those whom you are praying for. He is listening to each and every prayer, but he is doing the best according to the cooperation of those whom you prayed for. So please don't be disappointed when your prayer is not heard or not fulfilled as you did. Because it means he fulfilled it, but in the best way for those people you are praying for. And finally, the exercise of this week. I'm sure that many of you have shared the exercise because even many of us on podcasts on the website following the exercise. But please take it in person. It's for you personally. It's not for them. It's not for my husband or my wife. It's for you personally. The first thing, spend some time this week. It's better today. In prayer, discovering what these confusions, misconceptions you have about God. He wants you to, to worship the true God. Then arrange a time to sit with your spiritual father or spiritual mentor to discuss these distortions. Please don't allow the fast to pass as just we changed a kind of food for a while and we attended the church as regularly and that's it. The Lord wants us every time to stand before Him, especially in this time, blessed time of the year, to receive a real and full restoration from Him. In the liturgy, when we have communion, we are exchanging life. Tell Him in this communion I would like to give you all my distortions because Christ was incarnated to show us that truthfulness of the image of God whom was not known to humanity at that time so now it's an exchange of life exchange of ideas exchange of distortions and to receive his full restoration of the image of God the Father may the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever Amen